Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Hello everyone, so it's the final pre-Christmas pod, and what a game week, again. Bring back Noel Edmonds, forget Stephen Mulhern, for a slightly reinvented mystery box game. It's Dom or no Dom. <laughs> here with no Dom, this is a case where two rather irked ageing gentlemen, whose temper's been roused by a game involving moving little shirts around the football pitch, um, have been so annoyed to the extent that they've decided to log on to a video streaming site to share that ramp the world yes here we are live on youtube but of course this should be a usual pod as well i'm tom i'm here with a beer um i think i'm not gonna drink tomorrow because christmas day is just around the corner but hey there we go and speaking of beer i'm joined by sam who has been out on the raz for two days in a row <laughs> afternoon. Um, so yeah there we go how many beers in you now i've got to catch up haven't i oh well i mean if we're if we're counting yesterday as well, then probably a few too many. But today, five or six. I um, went and watched the Liverpool Arsenal game down the pub as well with an old uh, old mate of mine. Um, who actually we got into FPL together a few years ago, so it's good to catch up with him. So shout out to Josh FPL Jobber on Twitter. So go follow him. Um, but yeah, um, it was great fun. Obviously, the way the game week has actually panned out has been catastrophic for both of us. But I think it was a little bit nicer with a pint at the pub at Christmas. Um, it's taken the edge off a little bit. So I'm not feeling quite as bad as maybe some of the weeks um, over, the la- over the last few weeks, especially when yeah. we've had some pretty rough red arrows. So, yeah, so it's definitely a big, big red arrow and a bad week. But I'm feeling Christmassy. So and I'm a little bit drunk as well, to be fair. So I- I'm not too bad. Yeah, that-, that always helps, doesn't it? The alcohol. So what are we going to discuss today? So, um, as always, uh, we are Who Got The Assist. We're streaming live, so any hiccups, any tech issues, we do apologise. We're trying this out for the first time. Hopefully it all goes well. And, uh, yeah, hello to everyone in the live chat as well. Get your questions in. We'll try and try and scan through the live chat if we can. Um, It is our first time, so do bear with us if we uh, miss anyone out. Um, But on today's pod, um, we thought as it's Christmas, we'd have a beer and just have a bit of a chat, a bit of a reflection on Game Week 18 as it is so far, not too much of an agenda. Um, we'll try to go for 45 minutes to an hour. Because we're doing it live, it might end up running over. They usually do. Um, but we'll go through the bold claims. We'll go through the questions that we get on the live stream and any we got in on uh, X on Twitter beforehand as well. Um, as I mentioned a minute ago, we're at the end of the Liverpool-Arsenal game. I think it finished about an hour ago now. So, Uh, Saturday, 23rd of December, one game to go, which is Chelsea Wolves tomorrow. But I think we've all got a fair idea of how the game week's gone. So we can probably move on to scores on the doors, right, Tom? Oh, do we can have to? It's it's not. No, we don't. It wasn't very long ago that we were doing a very similar pod, being like, oh, it's all fine. You know, it's all process. It's it's this, it's that. But yeah, game week 15 now with Sam's, and not very long ago. 
we had a disaster and here we are again straight into a disaster zone i mean it's been very very frustrating we the only move made this week i think because cooper got sacked i was planning on rolling it and planning on um is playing Mr. Turner, uh, but yeah, got sack. I thought, well, you know what, Vlakodimos is definitely going to be coming in, you know, under Nuno, etc., etc. So I should probably make a move here. Got Leno in, and I think Leno's um, expected gold preventive was like minus one point five six or something like that. It was an absolutely abysmal performance. It's in a two 0 defeat. That is I really know, bad. To Burnley, to Burnley, and just speaking of abysmal, the whole team is just abysmal, really. I mean, a Poro clean sheet went. I think that was kind of that was written on written when the dyer came on at half time wasn't it uh, shimikas yeah. broke his collarbone uh, falling into his manager jürgen klopp so he's going to be out uh, ben white got yellow card at the end of the game absolute bell end um, and saliba <laughs> didn't did, was on my bench so it doesn't matter in midfield uh, gordon unfortunately did decide to show up um, which blocked cameron archer who i was never going to mm. play and people who said they were thinking of playing him Jog on. There's just no way in hell you were thinking of doing that. Um, <laughs> Salah scored, but I mean, that's irrelevant for me because he was over 100%. Son also scored a goal um, and Palmer still to play. Martinelli, I am sick of the sight of him, honestly. I think he may well just go on this on this stream, to be honest. I'm sick oh, of A live rage transfer, Le- that would be amazing. At 60 plus, at 60th minute, you always see bloody Trossard with his droopy eyes getting up like jogging around and you think oh for god's sake there's martinelli gone like it has to count as probably one of the worst transfers that i've ever made in fpl and i've made some absolute stinkers but martinelli has been diabolical i think we i remember saying to you right here dates from last year oh look he matched saka and it has been anything but absolute travesty of a transfer so he's got to go soon as does darwin bloody nunez you can't spell disaster without darwin <laughs> hang on does that work no it doesn't but hey after again benched um hopefully that means he plays burnley he's going to be held for burnley and um, but yeah you know, selling watkins for him and also not going to solanke we'll speak to that speak about that in a bit was just again an absolute nightmare really it's, it's been awful the parade of absolute liability performances from the donkey darwin and watkins blacks and yeah. This week has been um, this weekend. I've, I've been off work. Well, I'm now off work until January, so a bit more time just on my phone, just, just looking at Twitter X a bit more. And it's been hilarious. The hindsighting, it really has. Like, the amount of people out there who who have who have realised who thought last week, oh, you know, actually, I'm going to captain another player who hasn't blanked and had had these thoughts in their head that I didn't ever share until the until Watkins blanks, and then suddenly. Oh, actually, no, I was thinking of Captain Son. I was thinking of Captain Salah, actually. <laughs> Here's a WhatsApp I sent two two weeks ago. There's something along those lines. Absolutely hilarious. It's, it's been great sport. And on the bench this week, yes, Archer with a goal, Taylor with a clean sheet. And uh, rank has been, I think, doubled uh, down yeah, to that. Yeah, same there. I think after also subs. I don't think Cole Palmer is going to arrest that because... No Dom. So yes, very, very, very disappointing. Obviously, I'm being glib. I'm not actually that upset. I had a really nice day with my family and my daughter st- uh, stood up for the first time. So, you know, oh, I'm, congrats. I'm really, really happy. <laughs> it's just yeah. one of those things that, you know, it, it, if I'm putting my FPL head on, I'm a bit annoyed, but I'm, I'm not really annoyed, actually. Yeah. <laughs> which is a nice way of looking at it. Makes if me only Darwin like, could stand up. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Right, okay. And uh, similar sob story for you, isn't it? Very much so. I'm, I'm trying to work out where... I got two less points than you because we've had very similar game weeks, but I think it's the two yellow card. Well, the yellow card for Saka and the yeah. cells coming yeah. off 
before half time as well. So yeah, I, I've somehow gotten an even worse score than you this week. 26 points so far. Salah and Son, the only two scorers and both of them were pretty much neg- negligent. Like, it didn't make any difference to me whatsoever. Um, so yeah, like, it's just ones and twos across the boards, which is frustrating because looking at my team this week, I actually felt pretty comfortable. I didn't think there were too many glaring errors. Darwin was the obvious one, but I, I had the money in the bank and I had a plan to sell him for Haaland in game week 19 anyway. So, you know, best best laid plans and all of that. But I think Simicast is now going to be a very significant issue. Lascelles is also going to be an issue in my team as well. And Taylor would be my third defender that could come off for or come off the bench for a game week 19 and he has Liverpool. So I think now it's kind of backed me into a bit of a corner to have to make a defensive transfer. So Haaland, unless I want to take a hit, might have to annoyingly wait a week. Mm. Um, So yeah, it's been a really annoying game week. At the start of the day, I remember messaging you saying, our teams, our bus teams for game week 19 look absolutely incredible. Like there are benching headaches everywhere. And within the space of three or four hours, all of those have eroded and now... I'm looking at potentially having to take a hit just to get a fairly decent 11 out. So, yeah, it's one of those weeks. They happen three or four times a season. And interestingly, I was, well, maybe not interestingly for everyone, but I was looking back at my previous seasons. And, you know, at the end of the season, you can download a spreadsheet. I think Ben Krellin does it where you can download your scores across the season week on week. And I was analysing that the other day just to see where I'd normally be at at this point of the season. And we're kind of on track. It's not that it's not that bad. And I did notice there are three or four game weeks which doubled my rank in most of the seasons previous to this one. So I'm trying not to panic. I think looking at that and realizing that this is actually just a fairly common bump in the roads across a season that this does happen to everyone is tr- helping keep me calm alongside having uh, quite a few bevies as well definitely helps. But yeah, it's not a good game week. The, the rank has doubled. I'm at 450-ish K now, I think. Hmm. But, you know, I mean, we'll move on. Game week 19 is just a couple of days away and it's Christmas. So I'm not going to get too pent up about it. Yeah, that's the brilliance of this period that you know, you've always got time to recover and that recovery comes fairly soon. Mm. And yes, it's very, very frustrating indeed. Yeah, I think sometimes you do. Uh, maybe that's kind of where that kind of a hindsight and I spoke about came from, because a lot of a lot of this came down to um, getting the captain off. And it was, it was one of those where you look at the fact that you know, Son and Salah, who were two other captaincies that were in the mix potentially and um, have both done the goal. Uh, effectively mm. but i really think that 90 95 of people who are hindsighting watkins never thought of captaining anyone but watkins this week uh don't know if it's new manager bounce and the kieran um fpl discomfort uh, put a really nice thread together which i only saw retrospectively yeah. about um how sheffield united set up away so maybe that was the case but even then you, you'd have thought that villa in contention for the lead um to become league lead, league leaders um would have would have pulled something out there and you know the, the penalty um very early on um, when Watkins got kind of hauled over um, if that goes in I think that it's a very different game on our hands um, so you've got that side of it and then on the other side of it it really is as I said earlier a case of Dom or no Dom because yeah 
the red card for Bolly. I don't know if, if if any of you have. I'm sure you would have by the time this goes out. Seen the second yellow for Bolly, but he gets the ball. It's normal. It's quite a fairly normal tackle. Uh, VAR can't intervene because it's a second yellow, and he sent off. And that kind of obviously, I guess, creates the conditions for Slanky to, uh, to to do what he did. Um, mm. And on weeks like this, where it's a case of pretty much one player making a difference uh, for most people, um, that can be quite a tough one to swallow. I know there is as well a lot of people um, with the Luton goal when that went in. Um, Liverpool brought in Trippier this week and had kind of double Newcastle set up and things like that. So there's quite quite a lot of, I guess, stories uh, either beginning in the case of Slanky, although arguably that's been going for a while, or maybe ending in the case of Newcastle defence being very solid. And it's interesting we're in a very transitional period because I found like in the last game, I'd somehow managed to manoeuvre myself into position where I had five players in that game. I could have had six as well if I if I played Saliba this week versus other people who just had Salah. Um, so I think there's definitely kind of, uh, we're talking about it a few weeks ago, that there was a bit of uh, frustration about the fact that it's all template. It's also, everyone's got the same team, blah, 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 blah. I just don't think that's the case anymore. And even though, yes, one player has made the story this week um, thus far, it definitely feels like we've seen a fragmentation. It's the case of kind of thinking about what we kind of do next. I mean, mm. just taking the Solanke thing, um, on weeks like this, Sam, do we just get him in now? It's, you know, it's chasing points, yeah, but the effective ownership is bound to skyrocket. And yeah, it will. There's so many kind of onward impacts, aren't there? Like Paul and plans, assuming you want to keep Watkins, etc., etc. But he's in form. What do we do? Yeah, it's difficult. When when you showed me the show running order and uh, and put this question up, I my instant reaction was, well, yeah. I mean, you, you do have to try and find a way, right? Because he is banging form. The data's great. The fixtures are decent. But on the flip side, a lot of us are still in a three-five-two, myself included. And yes, Darwin is one of those two, but that spot is very much reserved for the Norwegian meat shield that is Erling Haaland. So how am I going to also squeeze in Dominic Solanke into that equation? Well, I would have to go to a 3-4-3, which is obviously at minimum two transfers to get it across and I'd need to shift the, shift the funds around. Now, even that itself is quite difficult to do because... Some of the midfielders I'd look at getting rid of, i.e. Anthony Gordon, for instance, aren't valuable enough to get me the free funds to get Archer back up to Solanke. So there's a lot a lot of different factors that weigh in on this to get to Solanke. And I think especially with Trent and Trippier coming into the equation as well, a lot of managers are going to really struggle to get this combination, this blend of players, especially if you're already in that 3-5-2. My, I, I myself would in a normal if Harlem wasn't a factor my first priority would be getting in Solanke this coming game week but because because he exists because I've got that money in the bank and because it's 50 50 whether or not he's gonna play I do need to consider that because he will hurt even more than Solanke will so yeah we found ourselves in a little bit of a delicate situation here and uh, I'm not sure right now what the best way to get to Solanke would be but I think right. right now he's not really in my plans for game week 19 and that might be a bit of an issue for me but I think I've got to cover off the more pertinent issues yeah. which are my defence and obviously getting back to Haaland ASAP. See I can do it um, I can yeah. sell Archer for Solanke and I can sell Martinelli and Darwin for Haaland in a 4.8 or something like that mm -hmm. um, in a couple of weeks. Um, I would is that a one minus four? Or that's one that... minus four, yeah. So okay. that's assuming I did Solanke this week, left Haaland, assuming we're not going to get any information and then mm -hmm. um, just played it on 
that way. I think that is possible. That's a viable move uh, for me, really. A bench yeah. boss only this week and <laughs> do the classic uh, sell him, buy him back, and then sell him again. God, <laughs> I used to love that guy. Now I just absolutely hate him. I'm a list of enemies, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, yeah, it, it's obviously hugely situational um and we also need to kind of figure out what the hell is going on there I, I, there was a picture of of holland um in training then got deleted or at least training on his own and another picture that i think you posted of him kind of training and then there was city teammates kind of way in the background so you're assuming yeah. he's doing individual work i know yeah. there's been a few whispers that he might be back for boxing day or at least in the squad for boxing day and um, but i don't know what this all means and the fact that city i think city's fixture spacing is the worst they've got two days um between matches and that kind of i guess makes me kind of wonder about especially this week if i can get away with it i think i will be kind of thinking about getting away with it i'm pretty sure the rest of the games me thinking about getting away with it um i the beauty of it being kind of around christmas time most people are going to be forgetting the transfers anyway <laughs> but there's also going to be probably people just not really wanting to do the cognitive work to kind of figure out how they're going to get Holland in and rather just kind of play hand to mouth. Right. Dominic Slanky's done, done those appointments this week. Definitely worth getting in. So I can do Arch as Slanky and I'm definitely considering it. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just that whole chasing points thing that annoys me a little bit. <laughs> so, so, yeah. I mean, how of... many hat tricks is he realistically going to score this season? Like, that's gone now. And I think, in my, in my mind anyway, I would love to get to him, but I feel like that horse has bolted a little bit. And personally, my priority was I've left the money in the bank specifically to get back to Haaland in one move before other people might be able to. And I don't know, my gut is telling me he plays Everton because they just... They need him fit for it. They need to start winning games. And obviously now with Liverpool and Arsenal dropping points tonight and Villa, they've got a real opportunity. And so if Haaland's anywhere near fit, I think they've got to got to try and get him out. But yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a tough one because what on one side you I completely agree with you what with what you were saying that a lot of people will probably forget their transfers over the Christmas period, but those same people have probably already forgotten to remove Haaland in the first place. So they've already probably just got him in just through forgetfulness anyway. So I'm not sure that's going to be much of an issue. I think he's still going to be 100% EO or something near enough, no matter what we do. So he's going to hurt. It's just whether or not Solanke's going to hurt more for one game week. Because eventually I'm going to have to make that move. I, I, I just yeah. don't know. And I, plus Salah's Sal going to be captain for most people, right? Like, so, yeah. Again, that takes that that takes away a lot of the sting of Paul. I think it's fine for Boxing Day. I really do. I, I'm not. I'm just not particularly. I'm a bit nonplussed about it. Put it that mm. way. I think last year I grabbed him like when it looked like he was going to come back, and then it kind of I captained him straight away, and then he came in and scored a brace. If I remember correctly, I think that might have been mm. against Southampton. Actually, that was the first game. most people that was scored a brace against us. Tom, that is true. Adam Armstrong's actually doing things in the championship. Anyway, oh, <laughs> my, my boy, longest yeah. unbeaten run in the UK right now. Just saying. Yeah. Um, yeah so, I, I, the thing is, what I do want to ask the chat and you actually is, if we do get news that Harland is going to start against Everton, because it is possible we get an actual leak saying he's in the starting eleven. Yeah. Would you? What, okay. Number one, would you buy him back immediately, even for a hit? And then number two is would you captain him over Mo, knowing that he starts. Uh, so, it's kind of an A leads to A leads to B. So, yeah, because I wouldn't captain him, I therefore wouldn't be rushing to bring him back. 
Okay. Um, the next week for Sheffield You'd United, bring him back if you were going to captain him, yeah, and I think yeah. that I'd be, I think that I'd be captaining Salah against Burnley just because they, the nature of how Burnley play and set up, I think that that would be quite a good game. Uh, yeah, for, have your captain in. I don't, I, you know, a half fit. Well, we don't know the fitness of Holland, right? Um, but you've got the game against Sheffield United, which will probably be the big one to bring him back for. And I think as long as I've kind of facilitated the purchase back by then but i think i'd be all right um that said yes it is Holland. you're going to get the fear factor and all that sort of jazz and um, but i think there's there's so many sort of compounding factors which make me think at the moment and um, that i probably would would be leaving it um, but then again, you know, you, you you've got the situation where you can say, oh, you know what, I've I've I'm, I've got a rare scenario where a Holland captaincy is really going to impact, and you know, it's, it's in his repertoire, obviously, to score a hat trick, but it's equally in Salah's repertoire to do that against Burnley. Um, yeah. and I I'm not sure I'd buy into any. Oh, he might be rested, sort of things about Salah either. Um, so yeah, I I think at the moment I'm broadly in the I'm going to leave it B camp and think about. <laughs> If I get Solanke in for the Fulham game, which is possibly something I, I just probably need to just sort out, or if I get rid of Marcelli, or if I do both. Um, but if I do get rid of Marcelli for a kind of a player of commensurate value, like a Bowen, for example, that does mean that the route back to um, Mr. Paulin becomes a case of selling one of Son or Salah a week early. And that can be quite headachey, uh, to say the least. Um, so, yeah. What about you? It, it, would you it, it, do you follow my logic about if I was captain and therefore I would buy him, or would you just be kind of FOMO'd all the way to buying Holland back? I, I think maybe I'm biased because it was always my plan. Like I thought I was going to steal a march from people because I saw so many people in the community saying, "Oh, we can divest; it'll be fine. We can get him back in game with 2021 when Salah and Son go." I, I thought that, okay, maybe that's an opportunity for me. I don't need to divest. I can just hold on to the money and do the straight swap for Darwin and sort the issue there. Um, obviously getting Ollie for Haaland in the meantime. Um, yeah, without, without any certain news, I think because now I've got issues in my defence, I've been quite unfortunate that both of my options in the back line have now been <laughs> crocked and seemingly for quite a while. I mean, Lascelles, it might be a minor issue, but... Even if it is, Botman is now fit, so it'll probably be Botman and Shah for for the foreseeable. And Simakas is probably quite a long term one by the looks of it. So yeah, he's bro broken his shoulder, he's broken his collarbone. They're saying, yeah, it, is that it confirmed? Looked like, it, it looked like he did. Yeah, I just yeah. I, I just saw that a minute ago. Right. Um, yeah. So, so that's a transfer. Like I hundred percent need to sort that out because I'm not starting Taylor against Liverpool. So. <laughs> Um, basically, then it becomes a question, am I going to buy Haaland for a minus four when I think Darwin probably does start against Burnley? And as bad as Darwin's been, yeah, I'm, like it's Burnley and he is probably going to start. So if, we, if you're not confident that Haaland starts, if we don't get news and it's a minus four and there's the other captain option there of Salah, I think that's enough factors to just be like, I'll, I'll just leave it a week and just bring him back in for Sheffield but or Sheffield United rather. So, yeah, it's it's a tough one. But I think given the other issues in my squads, there's enough going against him that I would have to probably wait unless we get real confirmation that he's starting. Yeah, certainly. Hey, hey Raptor in the chat. A few people yeah, a few people in the chat. Do you want to shout them out whilst we're at it? Yeah. Hi Sponge, hi Swat, hi Donna. Looking forward to the next FPL meets. I think it's in February. Hope yeah, you get to make yeah. That. 
a mill with 54 points uh fpl raptor i don't know who that is but <laughs> hang on who has who has more hairs than you and raptor well i got a comment i got a comment on my <laughs> youtube channel yesterday which was like oh you're basically the new raptor because you're clearly going bold i was like wow okay i didn't think my hairline was that bad but clear clearly so, people are seeing that my hairline's going so a yeah. little bit self-conscious there that's why the hat's on today um <laughs> yes yeah, it's probably a good thing and uh, nick moore um, says that he had fleck in areola so he moved to areola to debravka um which uh, yeah yeah people have had that sort of negative outcome i uh, was just highlighting because we're talking about shim mccarthy question from fpl gas mm -hmm, mm -hmm. hello fellas wrapping presents while watching i did all mine uh the other day uh, when i was meant to uh, be working but i was just like well you know it's, it's pretty quiet on a on a friday afternoon and plus they said we can log off so i did it all then and um, he says i think i need a shimmy cast replacement 5.2 million in the blank in the bank in the blank i slip the tongue there <laughs> this week has just kind of gotten into my skull infiltrated me uh, but he says i'm thinking chelsea um so you're in the situation, possibly Sam as well. Um, I assume you know, one of uh, one of the cells of Shimakasa for taking a hit is probably going to end up festering on your bench. And I'm assuming we the cells because you paid so little for him. So Shimakasa probably becomes the guy who then gets sold on within yeah. the, the limits of your Holland buyback plan. <laughs> that yeah. sounds like some something kind of an insurance uh, an insurer would say. Uh, but within <laughs> that kind of um, within that remit, again, continuing my insurance salesman line. Um, I suppose you've only got a constrained budget as well. So who are you looking at uh, to be bringing in? My first instinct watching whilst watching the game today was, well, Gabriel is quite a, a simple swap in, right? Because I've still got the spare Arsenal spot. He's still very well priced and he's starting all the matches at the moment. So the best defence statistically in the league right now, good fixtures coming now the Liverpool game's out of the way. Seems like pretty much a season-long hold. It does rule me out of going for someone a bit spicy for the Salah-Son replacements in Erdegaard, potentially. But I think there are enough other players there that I'm interested in that could mean that I, I can have a look around there and maybe shop elsewhere outside of Arsenal. But Gabriel came to mind pretty quickly. Um, I'm not on triple Newcastle, so I could look at maybe doing something with... Um, Botman or may possibly even Trippier if I'm going to hold off on Haaland for a little bit. Um, I could even go as far as Trent if I was willing to wait on Haaland until Salah and Son go. Um, but my instinct was Gabriel first and foremost, I think doubling up on the Arsenal defence yep. long term, yep. especially with the fixtures over the next few, seems like a fairly sensible, if a bit boring play. And no, it's fine, isn't it? I mean, I've, I'm on yeah. double I'm on double Arsenal defence. Have I mentioned I've got Ben White? No, you haven't no, actually. No, no, that, that's crazy. When, yeah. when did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I've, I've got them and hopefully they're going to come through for me, Saliba and White. And I think, yeah, it's absolutely fine to be doing that for Arsenal. Um, an elite defence. Um, this year, uh, that's for sure. I think, I think we are still top of the SGC uh, by by a fair distance. Yeah, we are, uh, which is more than good. So yeah, I, I, I absolutely, I'm absolutely fine with that. Um, Gas said he was looking at Chelsea. Um, so I guess, you know, with Kukurea injured, with Reese James injured again, I do feel a bit bad because he said, um, you know, he's received a lot of negativity um, about his injury. Yeah. And it does feel like it's... Um, one of those where yes, you kind of think, oh, you know, shock horror, Reese James injured again, but yeah, you kind of, yeah, it is Christmas, so um, maybe I'll be a bit nicer and say yes, there's a person underneath, and yes, I, I do feel sorry on a human level for Reese James. I know he wants to play football, um, but as it is, um, it does look like you're kind of looking at Chelsea for a lot of things. Um, Cole Wills won, um, Old Malo Gusto 
is another um, who I think is probably going to be blipping on many people's sirens or many people's radars um, fairly soon um, if he does kind of if he, if he does show up against Wolves um, and it yeah. does kind of get his space in the team and um, that could be quite an interesting one although I think it was Desazi is playing yeah, there at the moment the right that. back um, and then um, I suppose it's Colwell left back. I remember Postino was saying something about when Chilwell was marooned on the left wing a lot of the time that he doesn't want his fullbacks to be attacking anymore. Um, so that might explain playing a notionally a centre back um, at left back and right back. And um, so maybe it would be you kind of default to Colwell, but you know for the, for the money. Um, Gusto, if he does start to get a run in the team, could be a really fantastic pickup. I think if you were looking at Chelsea right now, you would look at Colwell. It's just the inability to keep a clean sheet does concern me a little bit. And I remember I was listening to Planet FPL the other day when the, uh, doing the quiz. I was doing it mentally while I was walking down to Sainsbury's of all places <laughs> on the 22nd of December. Don't go to Sainsbury's at any point during the Christmas period. It is an absolute, it's just mayhem. But anyway, I was, and then, um, James said one of the most re- in one of the most recent games, their most like their oldest starting player was like twenty six years old, um, something like that. Like really, really young team. I think that maybe, especially if Charlie Shaw doesn't play, could be contributing to lack of team sheets and just something not really clicking. No bit of naivety there. Yeah, and you got the you got Mr. Petrovic um, in in goal as well, the backup goalkeeper at the moment. So I don't know. I, I think the, the fixtures are good. Um, fixtures good. Defense not bad, but. Um, questionable um at the mm. moment so if you can get across to gabriel i think that i'd be all, all for that really um i think all of the kind of worries about oh is he going to be benched at any point are just simply alleviated i say that now when <laughs> against west ham we see Ki- kiwi or something play but I mean, kiwi has been linked to um, moves elsewhere at the moment as well oh, okay um I, I don't think that's going to happen because of our lack of depth yeah, really, see. But, um yeah, no, I, I think that makes a lot of sense to go that way. Um, so yeah, quite a lot going on um, at the moment. I'm just kind of having a little look at kind of what everyone's doing because we've really kind of started seeing moves. <laughs> it's like almost 100,000 people have bought Solanke already. Uh, wow. So there you go. I think people buying Alvarez too, um, interestingly. Um, people still selling Haaland too and uh, Isaac. And the Kudus too. Which I, I think it's one of those where should someone tell them? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> because he's got two not. games. He's got Arsenal and he's got Bryson. He's off. Um, so yeah, done a goal. Let's uh, let, let's buy him in. Um, I don't know. I've, I think just to kind of I know we kind of end up on a tangent there. So just to reel us back to the main sort of thread where we're talking about you know, the, the Dom Slanky thing and everything like that. Why the question, Sam? It feels like we've been done this sort of dealing with poor FPL outcomes pod recently this mm. season, as I said right at the very start. Uh, why does this keep happening? And what do we need to do better? Do you think other than do lots more points, you idiots? That, I mean, you've summarised it perfectly, really. I mean, the the thing is, at this point in the season, thing things move really fast. So it's very easy to get swept up in bandwagons. I get that. And Solanke is obviously going to be the next one. So it's it's just trying to remain calm and composed because both of us have already ridden at, at least one or two really poor game weeks this season. And yet our overall ranks over like over the season so far generally haven't been that bad i think everyone goes through a period during the season where you've got a really poor game week rank twice maybe three times especially over christmas when there are so many game weeks coming thick and fast players get rotated players get rested 
it will happen. And like I said, I've had a look back at my game week, week on week scores over the last few seasons, just as just as something interesting to do whilst I'm off work, really. And every single season without fail, there's at least three or four of these these exact weeks where almost all of the players blank. It's a complete nightmare. You think that the game the game is just conspiring against you. Your season is over. And yet all it takes is maybe one or two transfers and a little upturn in one or two of your players' form and all of a sudden you're back on it again. So I think patience is a virtue. We've got to be very careful not to throw the baby out with the bathwater here. Um, but also an analyse each player on, on their own merit. So obviously we've got three or four issues in our squad of varying levels. I've got injuries to deal with, so those need to get sorted first. And then I can start thinking about the form players after that. So I think because we've both used our wildcard, that's not an option for us for another couple of game weeks at least. It actually probably narrows our vision a little bit. It lasers our focus in a bit and tells us, right, well, we've only got two or three moves that we can possibly make. So we've got to prioritise the biggest the biggest issues right now. And for me, it's obvious because it's injuries, but for other people, it will it will be form picks, for instance. So you could look at a Solanke. But I don't I don't think he's a I don't think he's essential. I don't think he's a must buy, especially if you're in a three five two. I think he obviously he's a good pick. He'll tickle tick along really nice. And ideally I want to get to a three four three with him in it. But there are other there are other picks that are going to do very well over this period. And in midfield, Jared Bowen is a player that I was planning to put on all my thumbnails this week for, for YouTube, but he's just going to get overlooked yet again, despite having 11 goals this season. Um, he, he's going to just be sort of swept to one side yet again because Solanke's the it thing. But Solanke's only going to get one at most, maybe two hat-tricks a season if he's very, very lucky um, and hasn't got a Premier League hat-trick up until now. So the chances of it actually happening again and him continuing at this pace of pretty low that's not to say he's not a good pick if you've got him you're laughing but I don't think you have to dive on him immediately as the only player that's essential over the next period oh it's just so annoying isn't it really it is annoying <laughs> very annoying Holland's got the feeling to me of preparing for a blank game week and we're kind of dancing around this one sort of central impediment to our teams and there's the argument yeah. to just play like a less engaged manager perhaps and just follow the points rather than point the following kind of where we kind of want to be in a few weeks and maybe kind of that idea of yeah in three weeks time I want my team to look like this which I think is something that all engaged managers have in their heads maybe that's kind of what is <laughs> perhaps holding us back to some extent and um, yeah and you know, every time I've done any any move and we've both kind of been doing it, we've both been thinking, oh, you know, can we do it with, with, with the remit that we're going to have Holland back in the next two weeks? It's just because there's that annoying, there's, it's just such, a, such an annoying little sort of crossover period, isn't there? In game week 20, it's just game week 20, isn't it? Where you're yeah. going to have to kind of need to figure out having Son, Salah and Holland all in one team just for one week and then moving it on. And before it was fine, but now because there's been a bit of a gap, um, other players have kind of come into the equation it started to get a bit more dicey especially if you've got Saka as well who I don't have then life becomes even more messy to try to fit things in yeah. and sort things out but yeah no it's, it's um I'm looking forward to what happens uh, with yeah. all of it um and what hopefully... do you think what do you think of um everyone selling heart uh, sorry Salah in game week 20 to fund Haaland 
Uh, obviously, he's got Newcastle at home. What What are your initial thoughts on that? Because I'm not sure that quite sits right with me. No, it doesn't sit right with me either. Because Newcastle look like a <laughs> look very abject defensively at the moment. Yeah, um, there are a couple of occasions. I think uh, Luton was hit the post um, during Actually the second half, home. and it's not really kind of. Uh, the lack of squad depth is truly telling. And I think it, it, they did themselves an enormous favour um, in some ways uh, falling out of the international competition, uh, sorry, the, the European competition. I know they wouldn't see it that way, um, but get, getting out of those probably was a very good thing for them uh, because mm. it means that they can kind of concentrate and consolidate on the Premier League. And ditto, maybe falling out of the, the Carabao Cup too was a Bit of a, maybe a bit of a blessing in disguise um just kind of shows yeah. that their squad's potentially a bit a bit thin obviously had loads of injuries as well um and it's not quite kind of cut the mustard i guess at the moment um but yes uh, as they have where they are at the moment um i i don't know I, I feel like that's kind of one of those things where you yes you're jumping early to try to facilitate like the, the FOMO is going to be there for everyone on Captain Hall. And I think you said earlier on um, that you're trying to steal a march on people. I think the march would have been a very short one <laughs> because it would have just been the Everton game. Because I think the, the Sheffield United game, I think if, if there's any inkling that Holland's fit, I mean, if he does show up on the bench or you know, if he does play against Everton, then straight away everyone's going to be penciling in the Holland transfer. That That's just that's just the truth of it. Um, yeah. So I, I think it just, it's, it's just the case of just one game week probably game week 19 where you can kind of be like okay i'm going to chance it without Hollands. i'm probably i could get my ass smacked um but i might be okay especially if the other guys kind of do well because there's that kind of argument that if your team is all kind of all spread out anyway or we've got wealth and redistribution redistributed and um, then you're going to be absolutely fine um I don't know. I don't know what's going on with us, really, <laughs> going forward. I mean, uh, yes, you said that we're tracking, um, you know, where we probably should be. I know it's not. I know it's not a team game, but hey, you know, we're going to just just say that because we're buddies. Um, but um, like, uh, how do we break into hundred k and beyond? Like, it does feel to me that mm. I've mentioned it a few times. There's this, there's this kind of idea of it being a bit of a season of moments, and the fact is, my team does look pretty template, um, but it's not. As I said earlier on, it's not. Um, but I, I do think there's kind of this sort of power five sort of midfield that's going around. You know, the Gordon, Saka, uh, Palmer, Salah, Son, which is seen to be broken up, but that's still there. Um, Watkins, Solanke and probably Haaland is going to be the front three for loads of people going forward. And at the back, double arsenal defence plus Pedro Porro. Um, so it does look like we're kind of going to be converging soon. Um, but then there's kind of from game 21 onwards, uh, uh, as we spoke about with Mark last week, the breaking point too. I, I suppose it's just about being kind of smart within those sort of premises and ultimately hoping you get lucky with whatever kind of smaller differentials you bring in, especially if you're not going to be breaking the bank um, in terms of um, buying Trent, for example, and going for 4 4 2 or something like that. Yeah, I think. It, it, again, I, I hate to bang the same drum week, drum week in, week out, but it is about patience. It is, it's a long season. We're not quite halfway through yet. And the second half of the season is where gains are made. So just staying in the hunt. I, I think some people have been terming it the peloton this this year. In particular, that, that saying is definitely taken off. Um, so, yeah, staying in that pel peloton for as long as you can. And then using chip season, those doubles, those blanks. A lot of the engaged managers sort of drop off around this period where maybe they previously haven't been so engaged. They get a little bit sick and tired after a couple of bad game weeks in a row. Maybe around Christmas as well, they miss a deadline or two. So 
that this sort of period and beyond is where the advantages really do start to pay off, I think. So just staying in the hunt around now, making sure your squad is relatively stable and relatively well managed, and then trying to take those marginal gains in the weeks where there are bigger swings. So you've got the doubles, you've got the the bench boosts, you've got the free hits, all, all of those sort of good things that we love about FPL. That's where we can make hopefully some pretty serious gains. And I think just being in and around this, this spot at the moment is, look, don't get me wrong, I prefer to be in the top 100k already, but yeah, yeah. Given, given like how I've been measuring over uh, the last few seasons, I, I've come from a lot further back from this and been top 100k by the end. So it's easily possible. Yeah, okay. just need to keep making fairly logical, like, very, very decisive moves that make sense for your team in the long run, not just week on week on week, because yeah. I think that's where you lead yourself down a little bit of a blind alley. And then eventually you've got five or six issues in your squads that are all differentials and they're not hitting. And, and then you've, you're forced into a wild card when actually a wild card in the second half of the season around doubles and around other chips can be really, really powerful. And I think other people will waste it. And that's where we need to maybe like kind of hit home our advantage i guess is the best way of putting it so yeah. yeah stay calm it's not perfect right now and it's a it's a terrible week for both of us in particular i'm sure there's lots of you out there which are very happy with the score this week if you've got Solanke in but it it happens to us all i think just remaining fairly calm about it and remembering that it does happen a few times a season is is probably the only way we can really talk you down at the moment and that's the way i'm going to calm myself down for now yeah, I mean, it's marginal. And the fact is that a week like this was always likely to happen because I've been semi-consciously building towards having Arsenal and Liverpool as being kind of the main spine of my team because for obvious reasons. Um, yeah. And a week like this, when they faced off, was always going to occur. We both said at the start of the week on WhatsApp to each other that we got very, very low expectations. It reminds me of that meme, uh, my expectations were low, but holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> But a week like this was always going to happen in that sort of context. Um, so, yeah, again, I, I'm kind of... <laughs> and there's also the fact that if you've got a really bad red arrow, next week is likely to be a good green arrow. So, yes, yeah, so I think you're probably all right. It's just me strategically setting myself up for a, a nice New Year's green. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's, just, that's just how it is sometimes, isn't it? Um, should we go on to the old bowl claims quickly? Um, and yeah, then uh, take any further questions from the chat. Right, so um, last week's uh, bold claim was a maximum of two clean sheets across all fixtures. Well, this Ooh. current game week, that's gone. Um, I, it was meant to have updated, but for some reason it hasn't. Um, your, uh, your bold claim, if you remember it, do you want to go first whilst I try and recall what mine was? Um, because uh, for some wasn't reason that, wasn't that, was, that, was you, that was you last week? That, this that... is my last week's bold claim, yeah, but yeah. it's not updated on the on the graph right. for some reason. Right. And, and I did do it. Oh, no, I can see it. It says maximum two clean sheets across all fixtures. Yeah, that was last week's. Oh, I'm confused. I'm confused, Sam. I've had to make this first. Okay, um, well, so uh, my, my bold claim for this week, now that I've remembered it, is um, Everton fantastic. to take points off of City in game with mm. 19. Okay, perfect. So uh, last last week, um, my bold claim was that Luton beat Newcastle. And wow. I've actually done a point. And I didn't ask you for two points. Um, but I don't know if you're going to give me them. I think that, that makes it 4-2, doesn't it? 
It does. Do you, do you want two points? You're allowed them if you want. It's oh, yeah, Christmas I'm, after I'm, all. I'm having them. I'm having them. That's for yeah, free. Fine. Perfect. I don't, I don't think it was that game. bold, but yeah, fine. I, you know, I thought that was pretty. That's pretty bold. Like all, all of the like all of the like all the odds were stacked against Luton, etc., etc. Um, I also backed that in um, a prediction game that I play, um, which I was very happy about. Got the free, got, got a unique three points there for correct score. Very, very nice. Um, this week, um, I am going for five plus goals in Brighton versus Spurs. I do think that um, a, a son um, could be an outside, outside really good captain shout, especially if we do kind of get some mm. sort of scare when it comes to Mo Salah. Um, I do think that game is ripe for goals, given how both, both teams play. Bryce unable to defend yeah. Spurs, able to defend, but have I'm likely Eric Dyer um, as their key central defender. I think he lost the header to Dwight McNeil. <laughs> So wow, that probably tells you all you really need to know there. Um, yeah. So it's five goals in, in Brighton versus Spurs. It's a bit of a, a bit of a, a mild claim that one, really. I'm going to say, um, but I think five plus goals in any game is is fairly is actually fairly That's unique if you look at the numbers. So I'm happy enough with that. So there we go. Yeah, cool. absolutely. Right. Um, a couple. Of, uh, so one one question we did get on on old X. And okay. Dave Jacobson, uh, if you have to keep one of Son or Salah, which one do you keep over Afcon the Asia Cup? Um, how many games will they actually miss? Is it worth moving them in and out, especially if you have loads of money tied up in both? So I'm assuming if you bought Son at nine, bought Salah at twelve point five, then maybe you could be thinking, well, how far are they really going to drop? And I can imagine, especially because um, Son came into the season a mite underpriced. Um, I, I think just because just. Uh, uh, symptom of how last year was a bit of a a, a bit rubbish for him and and Salah's sort of emergence has missed a consistent shock horror out of nowhere but you know, from last year getting 239 points and finding himself getting a 0.5 million price deduction yeah nice work after all um I think there's definitely kind of questions there about can you afford to to play it with one of them on your bench. Um, I, I think if you do have to, if you really are kind of, I don't know, <laughs> if, you, if you're hell-bent on doing that, then maybe you keep Son and uh, not having that money, especially for two or three weeks. Yeah, okay. There are, we're all probably going to be looking at cheap players and a little bit like the Holland situation, we probably are going to be keeping the money in the bank to be buying one or both of them back pretty much ASAP. Um, we're still probably going to, I, I still think it's probably going to be a bit, a, bit much to be benching one or two of those for that time two definitely not and one if i could kind of get away with it i'd almost be tempted to to, to kind of bench son and sell salad just for, so that money could be redistributed because it's a hell of a lot of money isn't it yeah i i'm exactly the same as you couldn't put it better myself i think salah is too much to just have sat on your bench for a few weeks i mean honestly i'm going to be selling both i think unless something very very weird happens but i'd imagine both of them are gone for a few weeks um to answer sort of the second part of the question which is how long they're away for we we don't officially know it depends how far they go in the tournament but we know it's game week 21 and almost i think it's definitely game week 22 unless they crash out of like the group stages early or something like um but anyway they're both around six to one to um lift the trophy so of their independent tournaments so you'd imagine they get quarters semis on average so we're looking at game week 24 i think and then i think it's game week 25 if if they go all the way i think that's the the off ramp if they they 
get all the way to the final and, and obviously win the thing. So, yeah, I think I think we've got enough of a, a runway to have a look at other players. I don't think benching them for four potential weeks when we don't know how long they'll be gone for. I mean, you might get lucky if you bench them and they come back after two game weeks, but that's still two game weeks without them, without some pretty expensive assets when there are a lot of very decent midfielders that you can easily just do a one swap move to. You don't even need to divest. You can just hold the money in the bank and then you can get them back in one move as well. So I think, I think I'd probably sell both, but if, if I was pressed to keep one, it would be Son, I think, because he's just easier to hold on to. Um, because he's just that much cheaper, really. Um, but yeah, I, I I would be very happy to sell both, and I am planning on doing so. Yeah, I think if you do have to buy Holland back, though, then you're looking at a hit anyway, aren't you? So I don't know. It might be one of those, but especially if I go three four three, um, I might have to have a think about what what I do then. But I think it's probably it's one of those where it lends itself to minus four because both those players won't be around. Um, Rashad's went off with some discomfort in his back. Yeah, um, said, I think said, Ange says it's not too bad. Okay, so but yeah. I think that I wouldn't be surprised if that means he misses the Brighton game. Um, given the kind of uh, we're playing on Thursday, actually. Um, I've, I've lost count of what the days are at the moment, but I think that that's probably okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's four or five days, decent, yeah. decent if sort of spacing. And you've got Brennan Johnson, the 5.8 to assist today. Um, could be the one yeah. that you'd go to instead. Um, really, Don't mind there. That. yeah. I mean, have you given any more thought to? what you're doing i know you've got your your sexy spreadsheet beloved of your partner um that you appear to spend a lot of time you've really been at a loose end haven't you looking at the last few seasons <laughs> i'm sure that spreadsheet has been absolutely mauled and um, have you have you have you started thinking about gaming 21 yet because i think even the tra- even the changes we make now surely yeah maybe no no i don't think they do but i suppose it's only if you go into a three four three then maybe there's a bit more to think about well, I, th- I think that, you, again, hit the nail on the head. That is exactly why they do matter, because if you're future planning, Game Week 21 is only a couple of transfers away at the moment. So you've got to really map it in to your thinking. And that's two transfers out in Game Week 21. So you want to make sure, if possible, that you're not doing that for a hit. Um, and I've got quite a few other moves that I need to make with injuries, with Darwin. <laughs> um so I think having that plan ahead of time, I think it's likely I'll have to take at least a minus four at some point to sort of get back ahead. Um, but yeah, I, I think there are quite a few midfielders out there. If I don't go for Gabriel in defence, then Erdegaard's on the menu. But otherwise, Bowen is right up there. Um, Richarlison, I think, will be fine by that point, if not for game week 19. Um, and yes, yeah, so I, I think there are fairly straight swaps, but it's making sure I've got more than anything else, the transfers to do it for free. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? Doing it without taking the hit will be the advantage that week, I think. Um, but yeah, like you, I'm very, very interested in a 3-4-3 at this point. A- again, though, that's an extra two transfers on top of the plan moves that I'm already looking at making over the next three or four. So yeah, there's a, there's a few routes that could be interesting, but all of them would involve using the money from Salah or Son because I inevitably am going to spend some of that money on Haaland anyway um, and then shifting Archer up and then making it difficult for myself to get back to them in game week 24 or 25. So yeah, yeah, more thinking needs to be done. But the simple plan right now is definitely 
making sure that I know which two assets I want for game week 21 as replacements for Son and Salah. Sure. And make and trying to make sure I can do it without a hit if possible, although that will be difficult. Yeah. I mean, I think it, yeah, we'll have to see kind of how it goes, especially I was just reflecting on, well, I was pouring my beer out a second. I was listening to you, but I was reflecting on kind of where we were at the start of, the season saying that you know we're never going to be using the third striker it's all going to be, going to be about three five two and it's amazing isn't it the fact that you've got so few strikers of note but there suddenly there's, there's two or three of them who are just popping like anything mm. and you've got Solanke now in this uh, we're kind of, uh, the question the uh, question kind of that always comes up about Trent for example is that oh he's kind of outscoring the kind of commensurate midfielders I mean is he worth buying in and this year kind of you look at the midfield think mm, maybe not um but suddenly you've got kind of the the dual forces of a player who's consistent and also um has that effective ownership that's going to be kind of <laughs> rolling in strong behind him um and yeah it's it Suddenly, we are here. We are sat looking at three, four, threes. Um, I think that's just really interesting. Yeah, we may well turn turn around again and be like, "Oh, actually, I don't really want this anymore. I'm, I'm going back to three, five, two. But it's, it's never too bad. It's well, a, big a, at the a, backs a thing again now, and that that was just gone to oh, gone to nowhere really, at the start of the season. Big at the back, is it true? Big at the back. I mean, it's. I suppose it is because in the past, though, I think that the whole thing is predicated, and I think we're having Nick on a couple of times in the next few weeks. Mm. And that was always predicated on kind of the idea that you'd have a Leighton Baines and then shit, basically, as your defence. Um, so I, I suppose yeah. it is, because especially because we've got, you'll have Gabriel, I've got White, Saliba, Porro, and then Leno, who's basically a five million goalkeeper. So yeah, that's spending a lot more on defence than you ever used to. So yeah, yeah, I suppose it is. Yeah. But, but Trippier and Trent are obviously increasingly popular. I've seen a few teams out there that are moving towards Trent, Trippier, Porro as the three, and then maybe a couple of cheapies after that. But yeah, it's it's an interesting one. I, again, I, I like this period of FPL where everyone's kind of questioning what the next meta is and mm. no, not knowing quite what the best moves are makes it all really interesting because there's plenty of different different like alleys we can walk down right now and obviously inevitably we're going to go down the wrong one but yeah there are yeah. there are some options out there and a big at the back could be the way to go over the next few weeks it could be um, but the defense the defense has been it basically as big at the back in order to get attacking returns yeah whereas oh, the midfield yeah. and the forwards I, I don't know yeah yeah i mean i think i mean i, I do I, I put money in my mouth this i've not bought a newcastle defender back um, so I put my money where my mouth is really on that. And I, mm. I do kind of worry about worry for them. I think that kind of the break in January, uh, start of January is not there for the FA Cup third round where they, I'm sure they'll feel the kids as that could not come soon enough for them. And maybe after that things will ameliorate. But um, yeah, I mean, I can, you can see Trent definitely <laughs> looks up for it, doesn't he? Um, oh yeah. Of, of all of, of all Liverpool players, he definitely looks like really up for it and has his last kind of few games has been really on fire. Um, it's like game week 24 or so they they run into an okay little run before the man city game and after that so maybe that's kind of when you start to get an itchy trigger thing when it comes to the wild card um but hey there we go um shall we i think we're already starting to talk about it. should we go on to transfers and captains um because we've been running Let's for about 50 minutes now i think yeah there you go um you're up first this week so do you want to run through yeah, where, yeah. So, where your head's at so i sent this to you before uh shimmick has broken collarbone yeah the good news is that i've got 
Saliba on the bench. So I'm mm -hmm. going to be playing Saliba and White and Pedro Porro and Leno. Uh, so, uh, so, uh, so Mr. Schumacher is going to be rotting my bench for probably quite a long time because I've got other things to deal with, basically. Um, I did say I'm going to remove Martinelli, um, but I think because of the fact I can sell Archer to get Slanky and then sell Martinelli and Darwin to get Holland and a cheapy, I think that the road is pretty clear for me to go to 3-4-3 three, three, um, with a minus four in game week 20. Um, so it looks like a pretty straightforward Archer to Slanky move. I'll bench Marcelli because he's used to piece of crap. Um, didn't play very well today. Uh, missed uh, when Alisson was prone. Um, I don't know if you saw that chance, Sam, but he missed uh, um, probably last year he'd have scored, um, no question. Yeah. Lost possession quite a few times. He's been doing that quite a lot recently. I would not be shocked to see Trossard play against West Ham. Um, so my feeling is that um, I bench him um, and then do a 3-4-3 three, three, um, with Solanke. I know it's really boring, but ultimately people who did the move this week just gone for Solanke also probably felt the move was really boring, but made a lot of sense. And yes, uh, there's definitely kind of going to be charges of, of kind of being quite straightforward here. Um, but I don't really see um, much much positivity in moving Martinelli out for uh, maybe a Bowen, but it's Arsenal um, and we do have a fairly elite defence um, and or moving out Martinelli for a another. Um, so Martinelli is probably going to stay for this week, just be on my bench. And then next week becomes sacrificial cow um, for getting uh, Holland back in. I was replacing him with uh, you know, a, some sort of 4.x, I think it's 4.8, 4.7 that I've got to replace him with. Um, so right. I'm sure I'll find somebody. I don't really know who that's going to be. Um, God, it's not good, is it? Josh McAtee is going to come in. Yeah. <laughs> Old Cliver. Um, yeah, something like that. I don't bloody know at this moment to be honest with you and um, by as long as they're knowing. playing that's kind of fine they're getting oh, minutes they'll get the odd attacking do. return McAtee is fine because you've got i, I mean I've, yeah i'm actually i might need to yeah i'd need to think about it a little bit more actually because if i'm kind of holding shimmercast until if he's broken his collarbone he'll be out for a while right um, yeah. so i'll be kind of just holding shimmercast and playing with two people on the bench for a while taylor plus whoever i bring in so i need to think about it a tiny bit Maybe we McAtee at 4.4, he would come in and <laughs> new manager bounce and all that sort of thing. Um, so that maybe that'd be where I'd go. Uh, they got Man City the week, I'd be bringing him, in, bringing him in as well. Actually, he won't play that because he's on he's on loan for them, I think, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, so there, there, there are different rules for different loans, so do make sure that he's like, I get, I guess the word is cup tied or loan tied. He can't play, oh, but so also Lewis Miley, who looks yeah. about 12 at Newcastle. I don't okay. know, Sam. Am I meant to know at the moment? I don't know. That's something for two week, two game weeks' time, Tom. Um, mm. yes, so there we go. Probably Mr. Slanky. And I'm gonna keep an eye on the price tonight. So I'm sure everybody's piling in now, steaming in, as James from Planet would say. Um, mm. right, uh, what about you? Well, I mean, it, it was going to be really easy this week. Again, like I said um, to you this morning, it, benching headaches everywhere. It looked really nice. Um, and now two injuries to my back my back four, back five, um, means that I almost certainly need to make a transfer there before anything else, just to make sure I field 
a relatively decent back three um, because Taylor against Liverpool at home is not a good player to be playing this week, I don't think. So, yeah, Simakas is probably the priority because he's a bit more expensive. It gives me a little bit more to play with. I can get to Gabriel. Um, I'm sure there are other options out there. Um, so I'll have a quick look to see if I'm missing anyone obvious. But I think because I don't have triple Arsenal at the moment and the good fixtures to come, I'll probably move there. And then it's just a question of whether or not I chance it on Haaland for the minus four um, from Darwin. I mean, I obviously would love to get rid of Darwin for as many hits as it takes, but it is Burnley and he didn't start today. So you'd think he probably starts against Burnley, oh, especially because... Spaces in behind as well. Yeah, Diaz and Gakpo didn't play exactly well. They're not, oh, they're not, they're not going to be able to... Do a Sheffield United because of how they I mean admittedly I've not watched every minute of Burnley, but because of how they play, they don't strike me as a team who's suddenly gonna be able to pull out a low block. And yeah. they'll try to do Especially it. Especially at home, yeah. they'll have a go. Well, yeah, I think yeah. I think Darwin, I mean, I would prefer to sell him, don't get me wrong, but I think it might just be one of those where I'm like, I'll just have him for this week, I'll leave leave him be because they're not selling him for a hit probably isn't wise when I'm not certain that the player that I'd be bringing in is going to play. If if I was certain Haaland was definitely, definitely going to start, then I'd probably just give it a go anyway and just take the hit. But as it stands, I'll probably just use the one free transfer, sort out the defence, um, get that solid back three of regular 90-minute men, and then I can kind of leave Lascelles to one side for a couple of game weeks if I have to, sort out Haaland next week, and then obviously going So, yeah, that, that's where I'm at at the moment. Um, but yeah, I mean, as it stands, it's not really locked in by any means. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's fairly straightforward for me. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, that is good. Yeah, I, I know it's, it's not the, again not the sexiest kind of final transfer of twenty twenty four, twenty three. But hey, here we are uh, in 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 the uh, Dom or no Dom scenario, uh, shouting at the banker, Dom, Dom. Uh, that, again, that sounds really bad. Actually, if you're in, if you're into other things, right? Okay, I think that that is it on that. On that very kind of strange note, um, I clearly had to continue this. Um, but I'm off to play Baldur's Gate now uh, after editing this. I'm very happy, I'm very excited about that. Um, although nice. I hear my baby crying in the background, so I don't think I'm going to be playing it just yet. <laughs> no, I think I think you're probably on baby duty for a little bit. But um, luckily, luckily for me, usually after this this is over because it's pre-recorded, I have to do a little bit of editing, get it up on YouTube. But actually, because it's live streamed, I can just chill out, go grab another beer, and forget about it for a week. Um, so yeah, hopefully this is going to be a, a nice, easy one, and may, maybe we can do it again in the future if it's uh, well received by the community as well. But hopefully, you've all—if you've tuned in live—thank you so much. If you're listening back tomorrow morning, then hopefully you've enjoyed it. Um, we were, as always, who's who got the assist. Uh, you can follow us on X at WGTA underscore FPL. Um, I'm on there at FPL Pricey. Instagram and threads, it's wgta.fpl. Again, just FPL Pricey on there for me. If you did enjoy the pods, if you could please uh, follow us on those socials and give the pod a five-star rating if possible wherever you're listening in, that would be fantastic. And if you're watching on YouTube, especially if you're on the live stream right now, then please do leave a like, please do subscribe. It does make a massive difference to us. 
um especially as it's christmas that'll be a great gift um but yeah from, from me and from tom merry christmas and uh have a good game week 19 if we don't speak to you before then yeah thanks sam happy christmas to you and yours uh, as per um, yes, we hope you enjoyed the pod. Thanks so much if you were watching on YouTube. We hope this to you, however this turned out, I've written here, which I think turned out absolutely fine. And we'll be back again briefly on December the 28th. Um, we may just make live a thing because I've, I've, this has been no different than normal, to be honest, Sam. Um, yes, have a lovely Christmas, everybody. Um, hopefully, Cole Palmer scores 78 points tomorrow to give us green arrows. And uh, yes, we'll speak to you very, very soon. Have a lovely, lovely, lovely Christmas. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.